Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, the podcast that gives you too much information about what type of horror movie threats you should be most afraid of this Halloween season. Slashers, gnashers, or paranormal crashers. Ooh, yeah. When you rhyme an ash sound three times, it means your house is going to burn down. Oh, yeah. I've learned that the hard way. I like that. <laughs> I'm Eric Boss. Here with me is Tommy Bechtold. How yes. you doing, man? Oh, I'm good. I think I'm most afraid of uh, born-again Christians' houses on Halloween, <laughs> on trick-or-treat night, that have the signs oh. that are like, Jesus loves you, no candy this year. That was, as a, as a chubby little boy, those are the places I was most afraid of. <laughs> what are they going to do to me in there? What are they doing if they're not trick-or-treating or bobbing for apples or carving pumpkins? They're praying right now? I did the thing I said I wouldn't do. Sorry, John. Uh, anyway, have a spooktacular Halloween, everyone. I gotta go. Uh, Bye, everybody. <laughs> well, Tommy, look, I don't know about you, but uh, tis the season for replacing much-needed sleep with uh, constant nightmares that James Wan is gonna make a Conjuring movie series about me. Uh, but not all horror movies are the same. Some center around serial killers stalking babysitters in suburbia. Others are more grounded tales about ghosts and cursed videotapes. Yes. Uh, so what is our big question this week? Well, Eric, with that in mind, I want to know what types of horror movie villains are the deadliest? I'm talking ghosts and demons, or is it the slashers, or could it even be monsters? Yes, those are kind of our three categories of threats in the horror movie world, right? Mm -hmm. uh, whether you're watching Paranormal Activity, should you be more afraid that it's a demon or a ghost? Should I be more afraid of uh, the ghost face killer from the Scream movies? Yes. Should I be more afraid of zombies? Yes. Uh, what category is the deadliest? Well, this episode, we're going to break down each of those three categories, taking three candidates per category and look at the movie kills they have in their film series, their film franchise. Total kill. And based on that deadly number, we're going to see which category is the deadliest. Sounds good to me. All right, let's start with our first category. Ghosts and demons. So we're going to start with our man Pennywise, a.k.a. It, from Stephen King's It films. Based off of other counts we've been able to find, 35 kills on screen, though as many as uh, an additional 611 and an additional 18,000 maybe? We'll get to it. So in It Chapter 1, of course, we start with Georgie Denbro mm. and then uh, the bully Patrick Hofstetter. Mm. There are also past missing kids, including Eddie Cochran. We believe he loses an arm because uh, Pennywise waves that severed kid arm at them oh, across yeah. the creek. Yeah. And then there's Eddie Ripsom, who in the first movie, her top half has shown. And then the bottom half in that same door, you see the severed legs walking Ooh, toward them. So yeah. we think she was ripped in half. Yeah. And then there are 26 other floating kid bodies in that sewer. They let later flush out with Henry Bowery's in chapter two. Yikes. Yo, float uh, two. Yo, float two. <laughs> you lied and I died. Um, <laughs> oh, but then God. moving on to chapter two, we start with the death of Adrian Mellon, um, mm. thrown over the bridge. And then anyways, thinks he's up in the mad water, but then like bites him in the ribs. Mm. Yum. yum. Um, Stanley Uris slits his own wrist. I'm going to attribute that to Pennywise because it's the fear, the paralyzing fear of Pennywise that led mm. him to do that. Mm. The poor little girl, Vicky, her head was bitten off under those bleachers and no one noticed. 
bleachers aren't that thick, but yeah. whatever. And then there's the kid, Dean, who at the skateboard, he was killed in the funhouse. And then at the end of the movie, poor Eddie Kasparik was impaled by mm. uh, Spider Pennywise. Got him. Now, these are the ones in the recent Andy Muschietti, uh, Bill Skarsgård movies. But estimates from the novel of Pennywise's past kills, way more people are uh, listed as dead in the mm. novels. You have the, the factory explosion, the Easter uh, explosion, the Black Spot fire, the Bradley Gang massacre, the original massacre of the Derry Township in the colonial times. Mm. Uh, add all those up, you get about 600 kills from the past in Derry. Decent amount of kills right there. That's, yeah, that's a lot of bodies. Pretty good, pretty good. Pretty but good. as many as 18,000 kills, assuming, we're doing some math here, a consistent ratio of deaths per capita every 27 years, mm. dating back to the town's colonial era. Yeah. We're starting off with some big numbers for the ghost slash demons. Yeah. I mean, Pennywise, yeah. Pennywise takes a lot of forms, but he's essentially the demonic entity of evil. Yes. Yeah. Terrifying. Oh, God, those movies. Uh, the original terrified me so much. My aunt had a copy of the book on her bookshelf that oh, I would yeah. cover up or turn the other way so yeah. that I couldn't even read the words it. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, that scared the hell out of me, yeah. too. In Blockbuster, they would have the Tim Curry cover of Just the Clown peering mm -hmm. in the corner of it, mm -hmm. and I was afraid to go down that aisle. Yeah. I was afraid to just yeah. even look at it. Yeah. If I could see it in the distance, I would get uh, the terrors. Yes. Um, but let's go back to one of the original boogeymen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boogeyman. <laughs> Freddy Krueger from the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Yes. We can attribute to him 36 kills. I'm going to just quickly run through. In the first uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, he killed Tina, slashed across the chest. He killed Rod, uh, hanged with a bed sheet. Glenn Lance, our man Johnny Depp, yes. pulled into a bed, eaten yes. by the bed. Blood geyser, amazing moment. And then Marge burned to death and then descended to the abyss. In 1985's Freddy's Revenge, more people are just stabbed. Some pool party kids are stabbed. And then Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, uh, that's the one with... Future Oscar winner Patricia Arquette. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these kids are all like in a sanitarium, so there's some really insane deaths here. Yeah. But like, what's fun about Freddy, uh, you got to watch just a montage of all of his kills because they get insane. <laughs> in the Dream Master, uh, Sheila's breath and perhaps organs are like sucked out by Freddy. Uh, Debbie's turned into a cockroach and crushed. In uh, the Dream Child, the fifth movie, Dan is turned into a motorcycle. Yeah. Yes. used to a motorcycle and crashed yeah. into a truck. Those Geico commercials were really harkening back to a simpler time. <laughs> yeah. That's the same movie where this guy, Mark, was turned into a paper, kind of yes. like the AHA music video. Yes. And he was slashed and crushed to yes. death. <laughs> Moving on to the next movie, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, 1991. A lot of uh, people died as well here, yes. including Loretta Krueger, who was strangled to death. And then we didn't see Freddy for about a decade until Freddy yeah. vs. Jason, his uh, final film appearance. In this one, he he killed far fewer people than Jason did. A little girl off screen. He killed Lori's mom, mm. uh, but he only got three in that movie. That's it. So that's how you get all of his kills. Um, not a whole lot, but we'll move on to someone who I was shocked by how many people she killed. Samara, the ghost from The Ring. Yeah. So in the first movie, not too many people, just a, just a handful of people, including uh. Uh, poor Anna Morgan. She kills that guy in his uh, video lab, which, you know, we work in similar labs. It makes me afraid of leaving screens on for too long. Oh, yes, me too. Um, also, a poor horse died in that movie. Mm. 
and you never want to see one of those. Not beautiful. unless you're not unless you're a Dothraki. Then killing horses yeah. is badass. Cut them in half, <laughs> eat their hearts. <laughs> in the ring, too, really only uh, three people were killed by Samara. But in a movie that I wasn't really sure existed, 2017 mm. Rings. Ah, yes. A shit ton of people die. I... Uh, <laughs> and uh, mainly attributed to about 75 or so people in a regional jet that crashes ah. as a result of Ooh. Samara's haunting. So the grand total for Samara is about 91 or so kills plus a horse. That brings our total category for the uh, ghost slash demons as at least 172 kills right. uh, for these three. Yes. Maybe uh, an additional 611, an yeah. additional 18,000. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real plus minus for this. We should call Gallup and let him know we're getting good data here. <laughs> yeah, this is our a plus, plus minus 18,600. <laughs> yeah. So you have a lot to fear from the ghosts and the demons, but mm. all these people really only died because of a specific curse that you could argue they themselves are guilty of by not moving out of freaking Derry, Maine. Just yeah, live I, I couldn't agree more. The most frustrating thing for me as a, as a kid watching horror movies was the lack of judgment. I was like a very yes. nervous kid. I was not like a daredevil. Mm -hmm. So it was always like, why would you ever go in the basement? Why would you not yes. immediately leave once the first person was killed in this town under suspicious circumstances? It's yeah. like... You know, I didn't understand the economics. Uh, even harder to understand the motives yeah. behind is our next category, yes. the slashers. Mm -hmm. Because yes. these are the serial killers who kill without reason. Mm -hmm. You really can just be in the wrong place at the wrong time or be Paul Rudd and you could die from these. We're going to yes. start with one of the deadliest slashers in film history, our man Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. Not Shrek. Although he's, his farts are pretty deadly. Michael Myers from the Halloween series. <laughs> donkey. <laughs> donkey. Breathe it in, donkey. I'm not taking the sheet off your head, donkey. God. Uh, um, okay, so Michael Myers has killed 121 people on screen. Wow. Which seems like, wait, did he just go nuts in one movie? Well, he went nuts in like 20 movies. Yes. He's been in so many damn movies. He's the Michael Caine of Michael Myers. Is <laughs> yeah. Starting with 1978's classic Halloween, John yeah. Carter. Yes. He really only killed five people in this movie. He killed Judith Myers as a child. He killed a mechanic when he got out of the mm. asylum. And then he killed uh, Laurie Strode's friends. Yes. He also killed some dogs. But Laurie Strode gets away. Yes. Good for her. Mm -hmm. Halloween 2 takes place the same night. Uh, and Michael continues killing Spree. He goes to the hospital where Laurie is. He kills a lot of doctors, a lot of nurses. The hospital mm. explodes at the end of it. Michael doesn't appear in Halloween 3, but he does uh, come back in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, where he kills... 15 people targeting Lori's daughter, Jamie, this time. There's a citywide blackout. He just kills a ton of people that are in his way, and he ends up falling down a mine shaft. Happens. Happens to the it best happens. of us. It happens. Especially if there's a blackout. You want to leave those yeah. lamps on. Especially on Halloween. The amount of times I've ended up in a mine on Halloween... Yeah. Baker's dozen at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Halloween 5, this is the revenge of Michael Myers. He kills 12 people. He targets Jamie again. He kills her foster sister, Rachel. Kills sure. a bunch of cops in this one. Now, in uh, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, 1995, this is technically Halloween 6, starring our man, Paul Rudd, yeah. Scott Lang. So in this one, uh, Lori's daughter, Jamie, is now pregnant. She's abducted by Michael, ah. sets out to kill more family members of the Myers home. Michael turns against... Uh, there's a, a cult and he turns against yes. the own cult members and just kills every member of it. Yes. Paul Rudd's name in that movie was Tommy, I believe. It was. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just like hearing my own name. I'm a simple man, Eric. <laughs> we'll work it in. We're working in more. I think there's a Tommy in the Jason franchise as well, so you'll have I hope some so. fun with that. That brings us to Halloween H2O, 20 years later, 1998. This is a direct sequel to Halloween and Halloween 2. It kind of ignored the other sequels in between. Mm. In this one, Michael targets Lori. 20 years later, she's the headmistress of a private school, but he only really kills six people in this movie. Kills people who work at the school, kills her boyfriend, kills her son's friends, but she gets away. And then Halloween Resurrection, 2002, he kills 10. It begins with uh, Lori in a sanitarium, and um, Michael actually kills her in this movie. Mm. He returns to Haddonfield, and he finds his house being used for an internet live horror show, ah. and he kills everyone in it, because ah. uh, why would you Why would you make that? People don't want that kind of content. I don't understand. That type of curiosity to me is, you deserve to be murdered at that point. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Don't poke the bear. If you do poke the bear, you best not miss. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Omar said that. That's the phrase. Omar yeah, did say that. Absolutely. So five years later, Rob Zombie rebooted the Halloween franchise with just mm-hmm. uh, 2007's Halloween. And this is, I think, Michael's deadliest uh, film appearance. It's a super, super violent. He's a point of view character. It's kind of an origin story. Michael, in this uh, remake, he kills his sister and her boyfriend and like a school bully, kills his mom's boyfriend. He mm-hmm. just kills everyone. You kind of see like his violent tendencies throughout his life. And then they kind of replay the events of the original Halloween. He kills Lori's uh, friends and he kills Lori's parents. And this led to Halloween 2. Uh, follow up to that movie in which he kills uh, 13 people one year later he kills the rest of Lori's friends at another Halloween party and in an unrated cut uh, Dr. Loomis is killed as well and in this movie Michael and Lori are revealed as siblings as well Ah, um, yes. And then the final Halloween movie that we've had so far is uh, another kind of reboot, the more recent 2018 Halloween movie. Yes, written by Danny McBride and David Gordon Green, I believe. Yeah, and John Carpenter actually came back for this one. His son yeah. scored it, I believe, and I think mm-hmm. Carpenter was a producer on it. Uh, and it was pretty great. I really enjoyed it. And a sequel to it, Halloween Kills, is coming out next year. It's, it's pretty cool. It's a direct sequel to the uh, 1978 original. It doesn't yes. even factor in Halloween 2, I don't think. It just kind of picks up after that moment Loomis looks over the balcony and he's no longer there one of the best film endings by the way ever but Laurie is this badass recluse who loves the second amendment and Michael goes looking for her finds Laurie's granddaughter and then Mm -hmm. it ends with like three generations of strode women who are fending them off. It's, it's a pretty, yeah. pretty cool third act. Still gets, still kills 16 people though, so not bad. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad, not a bad not kill. Bad. Kill some podcasters, so look out. Ooh, well, I don't like that. That's <laughs> to me, is too far. When it personally affects me, yeah. I don't yeah. like it. I'm going to quickly run through another slasher just because I was shocked by how many that this guy killed. So Chucky from the Child's Play series Ooh. has apparently killed at least 70 people on screen or people who are part of his family have killed 70. So in the first Child's Play, he kills four people, including using a voodoo doll on someone. That was pretty awful. Yes. Yes. In the second movie, Child's Play <laughs> 2, he kills people. He kind of loves using a toy making machine to do that. He mm-hmm. punches the eyes in their head. In Child's Play 3, that's the one where he targets a kid, Andy, where he's at a military academy and he has a mm-hmm. memorable scene of putting live ammo and guns. Yeah, piece of shit. Yeah, Um, he's just naughty. Yeah, he's a naughty, naughty little toy. And then we get a great leap forward in 1998's Bride of Chucky, where he teams up with Tiff. And yep. uh, they just murder a lot together. A seed of Chucky was in 2004. They have, you know, their son Glenn is now joining the family. We got mm-hmm. the curse of Chucky. We got the cult of Chucky. And then in 2019, we had the remake with Aubrey Plaza, Child's Play, in which yeah. uh, Chucky killed five. I was unaware that Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky existed. So yeah, 
They got, I was like an adult watching horror movies at that point. I yeah. don't know how I missed those. Those ones uh, completely slipped by me. The, the one that came out last year did not, but I did not yeah. see it yet. But I will now. Now we're going to get to a guy with a staggering level of kills, Jason Voorhees. We've talked yes. about him before on the show. He has killed 157 throughout the Friday the 13th film series. Mm. And a lot of this is because there have been so goddamn many Friday the 13th movies. Right, right. Pretty much every year in the 80s, there was a new Friday the 13th. Love it. <laughs> now, the first Friday the 13th, Jason actually isn't in that one. That's Mrs. Voorhees is a killer mm -hmm. at Camp Crystal Lake. She kills 10 people, but Jason does come in Friday the 13th Part 2, where uh, he kills some new counselors, including the original survivor, Alice. That's the one where he has a shrine of his mother's head, but mm -hmm. he's not wearing the hockey mask yet. He's wearing a burlap sack mask. Mm -hmm. It's not until Friday the 13th Part 3, where where we get our first appearance of the hockey mask. Ah. Um, there's more Camp Crystal Lake uh, weekenders at a nearby vacation home that he kills. And then in 1984, we get Friday 13th, the final chapter. Nothing mm. could be further from the truth. <laughs> That's where he uh, targets the Jarvis family and their neighbors. And then uh, Tommy kills yes. Jason by driving a machete into his head. All right. But the franchise must move on. Yes. Uh, because in 1985, there's Friday the 13th, a new beginning. Jason is still dead, but Tommy Jarvis is now targeted by a, a new killer named Roy Burns. Ah. A lot of people were killed, but many people consider it non-canon. It's not really a Jason ah. movie. But then the next year, we get Friday the 13th part six, <laughs> Jason lives. <laughs> Jason's back to life. I love and that in two years, they were like, this is it. This is the yeah. last movie maybe we'll do a sequel to that movie but we won't have jason in it we changed our minds jason's all the way back and it was like <laughs> yeah, he's all the way back it was tw it was 24 calendar months that this thought yeah. process played and out not on. only is he back tommy now he's got superhuman powers oh, he was yes, brought he, he back does, via yes. electricity i think and uh returns to like yeah. kills 18 more people there and the franchise just gets better and better from here oh, yeah he comes back again to friday the 13th part 7 in 1998 that's the new blood he kills 15 he uh, is yes. set free after being chained at the bottom of the lake, there's a teenage girl using psychokinetic abilities. Ah. Frees him. He goes on another killing spree, and the movie ends with that girl summoning her dead dad back to life to drag Jason back down to the bottom of the lake. Nice. It's a fun one. 1989 is part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. That's where his corpse kind of gets shocked back to life by teens oh. on a houseboat. Yes. And then he rides that boat to New York City and then kills people in Times Square, eventually gets stuck in the sewers, as yes. you do. Oh, it happens to all of us. Yeah, happens to the best. <laughs> now, the ninth one is Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday, uh, yes. in that Jason gets blown up, but his spirit possesses the quarter's body, and he continues killing. Yes. Yes. Do it. And then we went about a decade without a Jason movie until we got Jason 10. Jason <laughs> I remember this. This was bonkers. Yeah. You want a beer? Or do you want to smoke some pot? Or we can have premarital sex. Uh, he killed 21 people. This is the one that's in the future. Jason's yes. body is brought in, studied by the government in the year 2455. He is thawed out on a way to a new planet and kills what? everyone on board the space station and he becomes a cyborg at the end of it. Of course he does. Uh, of course he does. Now in 2003, in the title we've talked about already, Freddy versus Jason, Jason does the lion's share of killing and technically this is kind of a follow-up to the ending of Jason Goes to Hell. That's the ninth movie. Mm. That movie ended with a hand that came out of nowhere and dragged him to hell. Mm. In this movie, it's revealed that hand belonged to our man Freddy Krueger. They battle, but people get killed in the crossfire. Mm. Um, it happened. 
now in 2009 they tried to reboot the series with just friday the 13th it's kind of like a new origin story he kills vacationers at camp crystal lake Uh, 14 people die so there's kind of two timelines we're gonna lump them together give them 157 total kills bringing our slasher total for this category 348 kills but they're still out there tommy they could be killing more. Oh my gosh. There's also like the fans of Jason Voorhees are like the most devoted horror fans. Like they make like 90 minute professional quality fan films that are pretty indistinguishable from, yeah. from some of the studio produced ones. I mean, it's yeah. truly incredible. All right, we're now moving on to our third and final category, the monsters. We're lumping in some aliens in here too, mm-hmm. but most monsters, you could argue, are biological experiments gone awry, mm-hmm. as most of the time zombies are. So we're going to start with the Xenomorph from the Alien franchise. And we're just counting the original Xenomorph or the Queen Xenomorph we met in Aliens. We're counting every broader species member or genetic offshoot of this original, as we learned in Prometheus, uh, engineer experiment. But we'll start with the classic, my favorite film of all time. Yes. Alien in 1979. Not too many people die. It's really just an Nostromo crew. Kane, yeah. Brett, Parker, Lambert, Dallas. But we can also retroactively count the one engineer in the derelict spacecraft. Mm, yes. Aliens. Now that's a fun one. A lot of Marines <laughs> die in this one. Yeah. Frosty, Trick Grove, Wiersbowski, Apone, Drake, Spunkmeyer, <laughs> Farrow, Hudson, Carter Burke. That uh, piece of that shit. Bastard Carter Burke. You dog me, pal. You also have to count... The 158 colonists of Hadley's Hope. Mm. Now, Newt was a member that she survived this film, but her brother Timmy and her parents were implied to have died. That brings us to Alien 3, uh, David Fincher's attempted rescue operation of this film. Not that bad. Overly hated, but also not that great. This one opens with it being revealed that Newt and Hicks died in the pod crash. I'm going to count them. I'm going to count them because they wouldn't be in a situation if it weren't for the xenomorphs. You alien motherfuckers are going to pay for this. So a lot of these uh, prison colony people die. just a ton of them do a total of 29 die um but not david venture's career it was just beginning only just begun yes oh, what's in the box god bless that man uh that brings us to alien resurrection film our man joss whedon helped create who do i have to f- to get off this boat ah 22 people die in this one there's like a bunch of evacuees uh there's a couple different versions of the xenomorph that are doing the killing here a bunch of crew members get cocooned a lot of people die and for a while this seemed to have put the alien franchise to death until 2004 mm. alien versus predator the xenomorph kills 11 in that and that film was so successful it uh spawned alien versus predator requiem i think my favorite title which had one of the most horrific scenes of all time when he goes through the hospital and goes through the infant ward. Oh, what yeah. the hell was that? That was not okay. Truly. That's the scene that killed that spinoff franchise. Yeah. No uh, Xenomorph kills 18 in that one. And then we kind of had a reboot, which they didn't tell us was an alien prequel, but it obviously is an alien prequel mm-hmm. Prometheus. Yes. And eight people die mostly due to stupidity mm-hmm. just because someone got infected and then everyone acted like they had never taken biology 101 before. Correct. But yeah, the goo <laughs> was behind it all. And we got to lump in that last engineer there. That final scene was pretty sick. Yes. I, I got it. I yes. got handed to that one. Yes. And that led to the sequel, Alien Covenant, in which 11 people died. There were also a couple different versions of the Xenomorph here. We had the Neomorph. We had the Protomorph. A lot of people died, including it was revealed the survivor of Prometheus, Dr. Elizabeth Shaw, mm. uh, died in that one as well. So a lot, a lot of people died from the Xenomorph. Okay, that brings us to uh, another John Carpenter film, The Thing, mm. 1982, which 
which was itself a remake, but one of the best horror films of all time. Combined with the 2011 prequel, which was not as good, uh, mm. the thing, the alien shapeshifter and assimilator of that franchise killed 19 people, mm. uh, which I just want to include on this list because I think it's one of the coolest uh, monsters, yes. if not the coolest. I freaking love the practical effects. In the 1982 John Carpenter The Thing, at least eight are killed. And that's what's so amazing about this genius film is you never see certain characters get assimilated. Mm. And at the very end, you're left with uh, with McCready and you don't know if either of the two of them are uh, assimilated. Maybe both mm. of them are, maybe neither of them are, but you can't really trust it. And there's lots of little clues in there that some people think that McCready gave him uh, gasoline and then when he took a sip of it, he didn't know. And that's how McCready knew. And that's why he laughs. You know, I, I love, 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 love this movie. So the thing opens with Norwegian scientists in Antarctica chasing down a dog. And in the prequel, you, you meet those Norwegians, those poor, poor Norwegians. Eleven uh -huh. of them die. Now, it's worth noting that in uh, the 1982 thing, Blair's computer projected that if the thing reached a civilized area, total world population would be assimilated within 27 thousand hours that is about three years mm. and in 1982 there were an estimated 4.6 billion people on earth i just love that little moment it's just like little flash on screen that just gives you the apocalyptic stakes of this yeah. thing ever leaving antarctica and that brings us to our final monster the ultimate monster the king of the monsters mm -hmm. godzilla mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> From the Toho films, uh, we are going to be counting. I know you Godzilla fans are going to be so mad at us for doing this. Uh, we're counting the 2014 reboot in 2019 King of the Monsters just because there were countless uh, mm. great classic Toho films. And it's almost impossible to count, but we're able to look at the two more recent films. 486 human characters die in those two recent films. But many estimates of people trapped under rubble, of the areas that were hit, of the relative level of evacuation of those areas, estimate that around 1.5 million people probably died from the kaiju mm. of uh, those films. So that would put the monsters total at 777, potentially upwards of 1.5 million though. That's why we have a huge margin of error here, yes. but it does give you a sense of the scale. I think I was surprised by many of the numbers on this. And I think yeah. our ultimate conclusion is that while the supernatural abilities and nature of ghosts and demons are in a lot of ways the most mysterious and scariest, you're really only likely to be killed by those kind of things if you invite the curse onto yourself somehow, mm. either by selling your soul at some point or by living in dairy maine <laughs> yes <laughs> uh slashers i would say are far more dangerous because uh they never seem to die and no. you could just be in the wrong place at the wrong time and end up in a michael myers um death stroke yes but by far no matter what you do you are statistically most likely to be killed by an alien or a monster some mm. kind of creation of humanity or some kind of thing from another world that's going to take you out so what do you think of all this tommy which one of these are you most afraid of now i mean i have always been afraid of monsters always aliens and and things hiding but i think the thing i have an irrational confidence that i could evade a slasher i don't put sure. myself in dangerous situations i'll tell you what though you get cursed it's over for you it's, it's over. over for you i think I, I i feel like a, an extinction level event i could still be one of the survivors but if I get cursed, if Samara from the ring comes for me, it's over. Yep, see you later, bye. I get a lot of screen time. I answer all phone calls because you never know when Hollywood's calling with your big break. She could call me and whisper three days and that would be it for me. 
well, when I hear a scratch at the door or a bump in the night, I'm gonna hope it's a it's a slasher because you're right. If it's a curse, it's like I've done something. Yeah. Or a family member did something. Yep. And I deserve this. That's true. Sometimes it's just your family screwing you over. <laughs> Which uh, nothing's scarier than family. <laughs> The ultimate killers. The mom's text is coming from inside the house. <laughs> I have yes. not changed my underwear and I won't. I'm a grown boy. I don't have to. No, no one can make yeah. you do that unless you want to. <laughs> we want to move on to some people who helped us make this episode. Our friends at Purple Mattress. You probably think all mattresses are basically the same. Well, the same goes for pillows. Whoa. You peel away the layers, look what's inside, and you will see they are not all created equal. Mm. That's what makes every purple pillow and mattress unlike anything you've ever slept on. So if you look closely, there is like kind of a honeycomb grid going on here. The purple grid is what sets the purple mattress apart from every other mattress mm. it's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep cycle i'm I, i'm feeling so much stress relief just holding on to this like it's it's so beautiful what's happening yes with over 1800 open air channels designed to neutralize body heat purple provides a cooling effect other mattresses cannot replicate and this cutting edge technology doesn't stop with the mattresses every purple pillow is engineered with the grid for total head and neck support and absolute airflow, so you're always on the cool side of the pillow. Isn't that great? Yeah, excellent. Purple's proprietary technology has been innovating comfort for over 15 years, and I can really see it in this purple pillow, which is both a fun tongue twister to say, and uh, also just the best pillow I've ever had. It's super comfortable and is supportive, and it makes my delicate little noggin feel super cozy while I rest. They tried to put a helmet on safe. me as a baby. I didn't want to wear the helmet as a you baby. You can't put a helmet on perfection. You only put a crown on that head, King. Boy, King. <laughs> you can try every Purple product risk-free with free shipping returns. And Purple has financing available as low as 0% APR for qualified customers. Mm. So experience the Purple Grid and you will sleep like never before. Just go to purple.com slash bigquestion10 and use the promo code bigquestion10. That's one O. For a limited time, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash bigquestion10. Promo code bigquestion10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Terms apply. Nice. 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 So I'll take a little nap, snoozy poo on that as soon as we're done. But we still need to investigate some more questions. Yay! Tommy, we're going to move on to a bite-sized question that you're going to answer. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> All right. We're going to go back to the Discord with our good friend Civilian who asked a wonderful question. Mm. In Captain America Civil War, Cap beat Iron Man, who was wearing his Mark 46 armor, with Bucky's help. If Cap fought solo, would Tony have won? Great question, civilian. And uh, the answer I have is yes. The most valuable upgrade in Tony's Mark 46 armor is the ability to analyze Cap's fight pattern That's to right. deploy automatic countermeasures, knowing yeah. what your opponent's going to do, mirroring him like Link in Legend of Zelda, Ocarina yeah. of Time, <laughs> only thwarted by the Deku seeds. Show me your Deku nuts. <laughs> the first move Tony gives after that algorithm kicks in, knocks Cap's shield out of his hands. He wrecks yeah. Cap. Cap didn't have a chance. 
Tony's only blind spot during this fight comes from Bucky. Bucky nearly rips out his chest reactor, which, yeah. as we know, is uh, what he needs to survive. And it's Bucky who distracts Tony long enough for the final moment to trip him up, giving mm. Cap an end to lift Tony's body and body slam him, much like Bane body slamming Christian Bale, <laughs> ending the fight. Remind or mother. My brain, yes, that's my name. When you hear the name, then I guarantee you the pain. Uh, I wish he had said that. However, Tony wouldn't fight Cap solo. Tony was only fighting Cap because Cap was protecting Bucky. That's true. There's no version of this conflict where it's one-on-one Cap versus Iron Man fight. It's always at least two-on-one. And that's why Cap wins. Because he knows whether the Avengers win or lose, they got to do it together. Okay? Like us. Whether we, whether we get a million views or just 10 views from my mom hitting refresh. I can't believe what they're doing. They're getting paid for this. Oh, dear Lord. We do whether we together. got people sharing this video with a thumbnail is Cap a Virgin asking, what the f*** is this channel talking about? <laughs> and we get almost canceled on Twitter for it. Yes. We do it together. That's right. Nobody stares into the abyss that is cancel culture on Twitter like you and me, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's stare into the abyss of our box of scraps. scraps. One question. The question this week staying on brand is what movie has given you the most nightmares? I love this question. I love this question. You know, as an adult, I've seen a decent amount of horror movies and Uh those are all scary. But I think, you know, once your brain kind of matures to a certain level, you can kind of parcel it out and enjoy the experience so uh, for me the movies that gave me the most nightmares were the movies that i saw that were weird as a kid so like mm. something meant as family fair a movie like little monsters with howie mandel and fred yeah. savage oh shit Oh, that yeah. movie oh. made me afraid to sit in couches to yeah. lay in bed by myself Hello, ladies. Uh, To (laughs) go downstairs alone, go down into the basement alone. All of these things made by this movie that was for kids. It probably upset me worse than anything. The horror movie that stayed in my head the longest was the original Evil Dead by Sam Raimi. I saw that when I was like 11 at my aunt's Uh house. Should not have seen it at that age. I might have even been younger. And like, I know that it's kind of a campy you know, low budget movie, but wow, did it mess me up for a long, long time. I mean, it made me scared to go outside during the day, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. That movie, I I totally agree. Uh, Is The fact that it was so campy, I think is part of its uh, horrifying charm. Yeah. For me, me, um, I've talked about this with uh, people on Discord before. There was like a period around 1998 where I think we just had like a Cinemax and HBO free trial. So I watched Mm -hmm. everything that was on TV around Mm -hmm. then. And I saw the movie What Dreams May Come and I saw the movie Event Horizon happen at the same time and they bummed me out. I don't want to say they scared me. They just bummed me out. Yes. I, think it was, I experienced depression for the first time. Just this existential dread of like, wow, there really is something on the other side. And it's not this sweet, lovey angel thing that I've been told no. in school. It's like horrifying. Yes. Awful. Now it is time to go back. I know to hell. What dreams may come screwed me up too. Yeah, that was another one. Yeah, it affected me so emotionally. Probably that I've had more nightmares about that kind of thing than I have about like you know watching Scream. What's up? 
and layered too, if you think about it, because the star of what dreams may come is Robin Williams, who is right. such a who is such like, a familiar, comforting face for kids. Mr. We're like, Flubber is going to hell. <laughs> but you're right. That definitely gave me some like real life adult depression and anxiety of like, yeah, what am I doing here? <laughs> right. But I think the things that give you the most nightmares as kids are when horror moments come out of nowhere. And mm. I think for me, the first experience of that was Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? Oh, Christopher yes, Lloyd. Yes. You see his eyes, the yes. knights come out of his eyes. Yes. But my voice was just like this. When I killed your brother, I talked just like Oh my yeah. god! Uh, yes. But still, we rewatched that recently, and I'm like, oh, I just had like uh, flashbacks to Ooh, this. Yes. Uh, so as a kid, that definitely screwed up my sleep pattern. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, let us know what movie has given you the most nightmares in the comments below. We want to hear from you. What scares you the most out of things we've talked about? It is the time to talk about it so that we can get it out of our system. And that is our show this week, Tommy. It's awesome being scared with you. I love being scared with you, Eric. It's fun to be scared, and it's all right to be scared. And as long as you're scared and I'm scared, we're the Burton Ernie of fear. All we got to do is just hug each other and hug our purple pillows. Oh, come on, purple pillow. Hook me up. Nice. We'll get you one. We'll get you one. (laughs) All right. Uh, Now, a reminder to join our official Discord server. All you got to do is become a patron at patreon.com slash newrockstars. You can get an audio version of this show by subscribing to New Rockstars Big Question wherever you get your podcasts. You can send us your big questions on Twitter using the hashtag big question. But yeah, we'll, we'll check our discord first for, mm-hmm. for those big questions. We'll try to get through all those. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold. Follow New Rockstar and social. Subscribe here on YouTube to get too much information on us if you care about. Tommy, did you hear that? Hear what? I didn't, I didn't hear anything. I'll go check the basement. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 